to all my listeners, I'll be back in a short, short time. I miss it. I miss it dearly. I miss all my fans, the ones that DM me all the time. So, to that I say goodbye. Actually, I say see you later. Today is Friday, January 10th. Uh, this is episode 14 of the Hoosier Picks podcast. Um, I'm uh, joined right now by Tommy Reagan, and we've got an in-house guest, somebody that we've uh, been trying to get for quite some time now. Uh, Evan, welcome. Real quick, before we get into why we're drinking Larceny whiskey right now, Larceny bourbon, um, we're passing around cards that Tommy had gotten us. And baseball cards. Baseball cards that Tommy had gotten us, and nobody had any willpower to hold off, and everybody's opening them right now like it's Christmas, Christmas morning. Anybody got any good cards yet? I hope this sound Ooh, sounds good. Man. I need you to open it. I, I got a like I got a Craig Vigio and a Tom Blatt. Ooh, Daryl Kyle. All right. Okay. I'm gonna Cal Ripken Jr. Any good? Bell. Is Cal Ripken Jr. good? You think no, we'll get the whole puzzle? Tom Van Popel. What about this Alan Trammell guy? I've got 31, 32, and 33 in the puzzle. Ooh, I got 20 something. 26, 20 or 25, 26, 27. Ooh, Tony Pena. What up, boss? Who's got the football pieces that we got? I got a Don Mattingly New Ooh. York Yankees card. Ooh. Where'd Don Mattingly go to high school? Ooh. Somewhere in there. What's that? What, Jasper? It was Jasper. So, so do I open the next one? I got a puzzle. What, okay, so what are we looking for on these puzzle pieces? We're supposed to get them all and put them together. Okay. All right. My guy's a Twins player. I think someone player. should keep them. My guy's a Twins player. I'm betting... Uh, uh, real quick, real quick, while we're opening this, we're also drinking uh, Larceny Bourbon. I'm paying my bet for the Crossroads Classic. Um, I was reading about this. The guy that started this, John E. Fitzgerald, apparently, like back in I don't know, like the 1700s. Is didn't he, didn't he write a? No, not F. Scott Fitzgerald, <laughs> the Great Gatsby. This guy, he worked as like a bar back in in the town. They would go get a barrel of whiskey. They would go get a barrel of whiskey that was like hidden from the townspeople, so not everybody got to get hammered drunk. So this guy knew the best barrels of whiskey to pull, and he would only steal the better barrels and take it home himself. And he would like let the townspeople have a shittier bourbon. So the guy that took the good shit. Yeah. So the guy that started that knew the good shit. So this is um, Larceny. His name is John E. Fitzgerald. 
uh, Larceny Bourbon, 1870. Um, it's also very comparable to Maker's Mark, from what I'm told. Oh. Yeah. So I got one, I got a pack of cards to open. Um, we want to talk, while I open this, we want to talk... What's, uh, your, what's your best card so far? Don <clears throat> Mattingly. They're all terrible, Tommy. <laughs> I got a Joe Girardi. I mean, I may have a Cal Rifkin Jr. and a King Griffey Jr., but I can't be for sure. Where did Don Mattingly go? Check to the guy to your right. He's stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a Tom Glavin. Yeah. Um, He's actually gone through all of our cards and taken our what best What was your best card? card? I have a Tom Glavin, a Craig Bishop, you had. and a John, <laughs> John Olerud. It's probably my favorite. The old okay. wearing a helmet to play defense. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Gotta remember that. Gotta be safe. Gotta be safe. Michael Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> that, that baseball card is worth some cheddar. Is uh, Dwight Gooden dead? No. Or was that Daryl Strawberry? No, neither. I don't think either. Yeah, neither one's dead. Dwight Gooden was on that 30 for 30. I'm, I'm pretty sure Doc Gooden still. Yeah. Sandy Koufax passed. <laughs> that may be a super. <laughs> Babe Ruth is no longer with us. Yeah, baby. And Luke Gehrig, they had this disease. He's not with us. <laughs> look at look at Eric Davis's pose. Look at his face. That's like a... Sex, I eat that. Some chicks were open. Yeah, yeah. that's These are some interesting Lin, cards. Lin, that's how I'm like, Lenny Dykstra. I got Rob. I got Rob Deere looking at me a little funny with his mustache yeah. here. Of course, he's left-handed. Dave Rigetti. Oral Hershiser. Oh, that one. Marquise Grissom. All right, you guys want to get going in the podcast so people can actually <clears throat> actually get some knowledge. Is yes. Greg Gagne Eric Gagne's dad? Yes. Uh, stepfather. Okay. He respected his last name. He respected. He respected him so much. He took his last name. Look at that. Um, okay, we're gonna talk about college, the um, national championship, Clemson versus LSU. Last I look, LSU's minus five and a half. Um, guys, we'll do a round robin. Give give me your opinion on the game. Um, I do think um, because Evan is a guest, he should go last. So, I'll let one of you guys go first. I agree. Go ahead, Tommy. LSU by a million. LSU. I'm, I'm not going to argue that. I haven't bet it yet. Okay, I'm so gonna... if we're doing another bourbon bet, you have LSU by, by a million. So, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a good point differential. I'll take that. LSU by 900,000. <laughs> I'm going to probably, I haven't even checked um, what the line movement's done or anything. I might take them over just because I think both, both offenses are awesome. And I, I want to watch a game that's got a lot of points. Yeah. So <clears throat> I do think Clemson's defense is decent, though. But, I mean, Tom, compared to Oklahoma, of course. Tommy, I cut you off, but you said LSU by a million. Do you think that that is because they're, it, it's a fault in Clemson, or is LSU that good? Do you see the game playing out a certain way? Why, why do you think it's going to be more than five and a half? I just think it. I think LSU is a lot better than Clemson. I think uh, I'm bitter still about – I think it should be LSU, Ohio State. I wanted to see that game, but I think Clemson uh, kind of snuck by Ohio State. I don't, I'm still upset about. I don't game. don't think they can do that to LSU. You can't like you can't come back and sneak past. Evan, so 
So Evan and I were talking about it on the way here, and um, we were saying that the the reason that Clemson won, yeah, I, I believe OSU this, I believe OSU shot themselves in the foot in in opportune times. But what we could agree on is that LSU had to have uh, Justin Fields go down, J.K. Dobbins go down for a little bit. Like there were a lot of things that went against them. For LSU to lose this game in that similar fashion to have bad luck, Joe Burrow's got to be knocked out of the game. Right. You're talking like stars being kicked out. So um, I'm kind of on the same board as you. I think that LSU's going to at least win by double digits, if not two to three touchdowns. Um, I don't know if it's going to be as quick as the Oklahoma game was, how like much of a blowout that well, was. Well, that was like, like seven, <clears throat> like that. like seven mm-hmm. touchdowns in the first half. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess. I, like any, I, I don't I don't think we'll ever I don't think many that. games are going to be. Especially, especially in the semifinal. Right. right. I don't like Oklahoma. But I do think it's going to be late to where they're going to start pulling away and guys are going to be like, all right, we're going to the NFL. Oklahoma isn't even remotely on the same on the same level as no. There's my dogmatic. That is your dogmatic. Yeah, Oklahoma's not even remotely on the same level. So there, was, there was no hope. You're, you're talking about a different. I mean, Oklahoma. The only reason they made it in is because they could. They didn't want to put Georgia in as the four because Georgia should have been the four. So I'm like, I think they got it right. I, I just I disagree. I think Georgia's definitely better than Oklahoma. I. I don't, that, I don't think I don't think they did enough to prove that they were better though. Like because. They just had a lot of bad games. I watched Oklahoma struggle against teams that they should have killed. So it's like Georgia lost to South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, games happen, but they're also (laughs) (laughs) so so it doesn't matter. South Carolina game, the one game, like you know, they're fantastic. They're fantastic all season, other than one game. So they weren't fantastic against. Where I watched Oklahoma struggle time after time against Iowa State and Texas. I never saw them. They didn't even look good against Oklahoma. I mean. Texas couldn't tackle freaking Shaquille O'Neal, let alone freaking. I'm not sure many people could tackle. I just mean you're you're whiff, you're whiffing at anything and everything, and I'm like, you should be able to at least put a hat on Shaquille O'Neal. You know what I mean? No, guarantee is. You couldn't put a hat on Shaquille O'Neal. Behind him, like we'd be holding on. You're to telling me you would whiff on trying to tackle Shaquille O'Neal? I would bounce off. I, I agree, but you're gonna put a hat on. That's what I'm saying. Texas is whiffing at anything. And I didn't know what you meant by put a hat on because they wear helmets during football. That's that's the hat. You didn't play football, huh? Reagan's going in. I was pretty good. I was pretty good. He was the sixth grade college, or yeah, fifth to sixth grade quarterback. Yeah, I think I think LSU smack. LSU smack. LSU by a million. LSU by a respectable yes. seventeen to twenty. Smacks gives me no value, so I'm not locked into anything other than a win. Okay. <laughs> All right. Davo's gonna be ripping us. <laughs> when they win? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I hope Dabo uses this as bulletin board. <laughs> right, right. How great. That would be he's, he's finding all the podcasts that, he that would give us some major clout. He's playing it in, in the practices. That will give us some major clout. Um, speaking of the um, in a, or, uh, college football playoffs, um, the NFL playoffs, we want to touch on that real quick before we move on to some basketball. We got Saturday, Vikings 49ers game one, Tennessee Baltimore game two on Saturday. Sunday is Texans versus Kansas City and Seattle versus um, Green Bay. So, um, four games, guys. So, the first game, Vikings San Fran. I like, I just, I, I like the Vikings in a close game. I think it'll be tough, tight game. I'm like, 
San Fran's obviously the better team, but uh, I think Minnesota's going to be tough to beat. They played San Francisco tough earlier this year. San Francisco's Rundy's not very good. Who Dallas won that game? San Fran. San Fran? Yeah, but I'm, I'm taking it, the plus seven, not the money line. Yeah. yeah so. But it is hard to beat the same team twice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. And you're going to the playoffs. San Fran's had a bye. Minnesota came out and got a big win against, Saint, against the Saints last week, so they're going to be rolling with good momentum. I just I think the plus seven's a good bet. So, so you're, you're just saying plus seven to get Yeah, I'm not touching the money okay. line on the say, team on the road. Yeah. Just I think you, I think San Francisco definitely wins. Yes, yes, yeah. I think if you're if you're picking Minnesota to win that game, you either know something no one else does or you're a Vikings fan. Yeah. I thought I guess I thought the only thing that scares me is I thought the same thing with New Orleans. <laughs> true I mean, true, yeah. I mean I was I was looking at the points from Minnesota there and you know Taking the money line. They screwed me. They screwed me. They killed every parlay I had. They'll probably do it again. They'll probably do it again this week. That's that. You know what I mean. So stay away from your parlays, maybe. The other game I like um, a lot would be the Seahawks plus four or money line. I'll be kind of switching up my picks on what I want to do. You skip the game. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not touching. I'm not touching that. That. Oh. Yeah, I'm not gonna touch that game. We'll still talk about. I don't like. I don't like the minus nine and a half or whatever it's at right now. You're just playing. You're just playing. I'm just giving you the picks that I'm taking. Okay. I'm like, I don't like that game, and I don't want to touch the spread on the on the Houston-Kansas City game either. I would maybe look at the under at 51. Who do you think, who you think wins, Titans-Ravens? I mean, you assume the Titans. If I was going to take that game, I'm, you assume I, the I assume Titans. the Ravens. If I'm going to take that game, I would take the Titans with the points. But what, what, you assume the Ravens with that game. What's Titans plus? Plus nine and a half. Yeah, it's up there. Wow. Yeah, they're, playoff they're both. I think they're both right now. The Houston Kansas City game is is minus nine and a half for Kansas City. Yeah. I, I'm how's, not how's Baltimore's? I know this is like we're not a, a like a fantasy numbers type podcast. How's Baltimore's run defense? Because that Tennessee offense goes as Derrick yeah. Henry does. They're, I'm not sure. Can, can I'm they, not sure how. Just Ray Lewis. Still their their defense is their defense <laughs> is one of the, be, has one of the better ones, but I'm not sure how that pans out in pass and rep. Uh, I just. I like taking the points. I like I like taking the points when it's a away yeah, game. No, Team not, coming off a bye. I'm not gonna hasn't played in a couple weeks, but yeah, I don't want to touch that game. Lamar Jackson may score 15 touchdowns. Yeah, if you want to look at some props. That's that's what you're looking. Real real quick, real quick before uh, before we move on too far on the Vikings San Fran game that that I didn't mention, but the, actually the bet I like is the under. It's at forty. It was at forty-four and a half last time. Yeah, I don't hate that either. And in week one or week one of the playoffs, every under hit. Yeah. So I mean, fun fact showing showing that uh, teams are playing defense, and I think those are two teams that are Good their defenses defense. are better than their offenses. Yeah. So I mean, I like the under. Unless Lamar's just being Lamar. Well, no, Vikings. no, that's Vikings for you. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Will Ray Lewis show up this week in Baltimore? <laughs> I told you, didn't I say last week? You know he's going to be there. One hundred percent. Doing the pregame speech, probably coming out, doing but just, the dance. Yeah, yeah. But if you're in, do you not think about waiting until next week? Yeah, it's a good I mean, I, or the Super Bowl. Well, he can do next week and the Super Bowl, because ne- but next week's still in Baltimore, right? Yeah. 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 So. I mean, I, yeah. I think he'll be there. He'll be there, be there every step sure, away. You know? He'll be there every step for the wrong game. Yeah, you, you can't go well, too early. But, you know, you just bring Ray Lewis in and bring Ed Reed in next week. 
I'd probably go the opposite way. Well, yeah, either one. Yeah. Just Ray like, Lewis yeah. for the big one. Yeah. Ray Lewis bring, is the Bring every game sure. to kind of, you know, tickle He's the fancy. main He's the main event. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ed Reed's a freaking motivator, too. Exactly. Um, yeah, clip on Twitter this week. Oh, and then what was the... Yeah. It was at the Under Armour game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're on to Sunday, right, of the NFL? Who you got? Yes. Uh, Texans, Kansas City, you taking either of those games? Or the, either of those guys? Well, I... I like the Chiefs to win. Um, I like. I'm not gonna take it. I'm not, I don't even know what the spread is honestly right now, but it's high. It's not enough. Uh, Jesus nine, Christ! Nine plus seven, plus nine, nine and a They're half. They're all high. What's the Seattle Green Bay? Well, I'm looking take, at the under. You want to take the under road for fifty one? Want to take the road team? Yeah. Could be offensive, but it's just proof. I mean, I thought a lot of the other games were gonna be offensive, and but. So if I take if I um, I haven't taken it I'm not sure if I am but if I take anything it's probably going to be the under. That's a good weather game too. Especially Let's, like if it's snowing. So Saturday there's literally a storm front coming in Friday Saturday it's supposed to storm rain windy as shit like it's supposed to be terrible. Thanks meteorologist. So that's I'm just like you know Sunday you got a natural glass field it's outside it's going to be cold they're going to be running the ball a little bit more it's going to grind. Back it down. to you Skyler with sports. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, one, one big thing I was reading on Action Network was they were basically saying the reason all these numbers are so high, the spreads are so high, is because coming off a wild card game, basing the home team off a of bye, they always give too many points to the home team. So that's what they were saying. Like, saying it was 58% of the time. So not always, obviously, but 58% of the time, it's a good bet to go with the road team. Because they tend to overhype that, that, yeah. that week off, when really yeah. that week off yeah. sometimes hurts you. What's the Seattle Green Bay game at? Yeah. Plus four. Plus four. So that's the one we agreed on. Give me Seattle plus four. Give me a money line. Give yeah. Me, I actually, if I'm going I, safe, I'm taking the plus I like, four. I, like, I think Seattle's going to win. I, I definitely think they're going to win. I think Seattle's going to win. I, I don't like LaFleur versus Carroll. I think Carroll's got the upper hand there. Seattle has been a very good team to bet oh, on the road this year. Whether they're getting points or getting points. I'm riding Marshawn, man. I bet him last week to score the first touchdown, and he did. Hell yeah, yeah. That boot, did you get the boost on that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Plus 1,000. Right over a couple people. I had Seahawks over nine and a half wins for the season. What'd they get, 10? I think they got 11 or 12. Ooh, oh. Seahawks over nine and a half wins for the year. Yeah, they got, they, yeah, they were 12 and, 12 and 4. Yeah, 12 and 4. Easy winner. So you got that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I put my trust in Russell, Russell Wilson. I like, for years, I hated Russell Wilson because they always compared him to Andrew Luck. God, God rest his soul. And did he die? I'm pretty sure he did. Oh, okay. He's got a kid. Pour one out for, for the home. But he, uh, he's got a kid. I used, I used to like hate Russell Wilson because they always compared the two. And now it's like, Russell Wilson's legit. He's, he's legit. <laughs> I like him. He's, has, has he's, not, he's a winner. Has exactly. not missed. So, so let's be careful. Has not missed a start since he's been in the NFL charge. Yeah, that's a charge. Yeah, no it was a sound. Whatever. All right, well, fuck. It's the same looking call. They look the same. They, they both point <laughs> the call. <laughs> that's a great point. If the charge call wasn't the most like impactful, like emphatic, whatever, like. It's like the best yeah, yeah, it's a strike <gasps> punch. Do they up. do they call half as many charges without those mechanics? Like if they change it to just padding the you top mean, of your head. You mean something a little bit less 
Yeah, like where a ref can't take four crow ops and play. What, a, what, it, what an interesting thought. Was it Tony Don, Donahue? Donahue? Tim, Tim Donahue. Donahue, yes. So I listened to an interview with him where he literally talks about that's like, he's like, oh, really? 100% guys give a little more love to the charge call. Yeah, he's like, like, I'm halfway up the court with a charge like call. Like if they changed it to like tapping your, the top <laughs> of your no, head. No, no, no. Then they would call blocks every yeah, time. Because then you, you, can give, you can give a, a little, yeah, yeah, a little double pelvic thrust. thrust. You know, a little pelvic you thrust. Aggressive. A little, little, no, well, he's like half the refs dab it or something. Because refs either are bald or they gel their hair. So the gel hair guys would struggle. Miles are no or they could be no a female. They gel. <laughs> hairspray. Say hairspray. Hairspray. You guys want to talk about some basketball then? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. We're talking about hairspray. All right. Um, Reagan, uh, last week on last week's podcast, uh, if you guys had listened, Reagan had a nice little rant. I uh, was getting some love on social media. And was getting some um, love, you know, just between the people that know us. Just kind of agreeing with you. You would uh, send a message to the group saying that you wanted to maybe expel upon what you were talking about, go into a little bit more detail. Um, do you want to do that now, or did you want to talk about? Let's do some, it. You want to jump now? Yeah. Okay. Um, I will say that I, I did get word back that there is at least one coach. That did listen to the podcast. So, um, I'm now I'm not saying that he took my advice and put it into practice this week, but he at least heard what I had to say. But <clears throat> I took a trip down memory lane last night, and I, I've been so annoyed with watching games of um, just terrible basketball with with offensive guys just standing around and just ball screen, ball screen, ball screen, ball screen. And, you know, I'm, I, we need to outlaw the ball screen. And you, I know you can't actually do that, but that would make the game of basketball better. So I went down memory lane last night and I watched the fighting Tom Cranes, Flappy the Clown, the Georgia Bulldogs play the Kentucky Wildcats. And can I just say I miss Tom Crean? That, that's Tom Crean, though. I just... That is Tom Crean. Now, hear me out here, Okay. I heard Tom Crane on an interview this week talk about the, the kind of guys he recruits. And he tries to balance length, athleticism, and shooting. And, and tries to get players that can do at least two-thirds of those. And I will say they, they are long, they're athletic, they can shoot it a little bit. A lot of other aspects of the game they're lacking. But at least he has guys that when they shoot it, you don't say... Oh, shit, that's not going in. Like, you actually think it might go in. And I, I miss the ups and downs of a Tom Crean game because <laughs> at halftime last night, they're beating Kentucky, and everything's going right, and they're taking terrible three-point shots, and they're going in, and all is right in the world. So it's like being at home again. Yes, and then you just you turn around the second half, and things are going so well, and then <laughs> Georgia has three turnovers in a row, and then they're in half-court defense, and there's 10 seconds left on the shot clock, and they just give up a wide-open layup, and all of a sudden they're down eight. And I just miss the, the ups and downs. of it's, There like, were some highs. It's, it's, there, there were a lot of my, my question is, are you not getting that now? No. I have two thoughts during IU games. Boredom and frustration. Okay. There's no highs. 
Okay. What is there to get excited about during an IU game? Justin, every once in a while. Smith alley Every once in a while. A putback dunk. A Devontae Green fadeaway eyes closed. But Tom, Tom Green. Is back three. Do you think at all with different players with a similar system we can be good, though? Do you think it's the coach or you think it's the play? Or you think it's a cultivation? I think it's a combination. Because, yeah. it, like, here's the thing I was, you know, with Green last night, it, I don't think he is a very good coach at all. So when I say I miss him, I don't. Great recruiter. He's an awesome. Great recruiter. I think he's an awesome human being. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he's a good recruiter and whatever. He's not a very good basketball coach. But, you know, they at least move on offense and don't just set a ball screen and go try to play one on one on one or two on two on two. You know, they, they actually run an offense. He calls out sets and they run stuff. They get movement to get different actions and different looks. Whereas, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so sick of watching a team just stand around. Well, don't you feel like with IU, it's like, all right, this possession, TJD, it's you. Next possession, it's green. The next no, possession, I, it's Brunt. You're going to hold the ball for 30 seconds. Yeah, I, I feel like it's... Get, I, shoot shot. Yeah, I think it's 20 seconds of wasted motion. Yeah. There's there's no spacing. We're watching it right now. Yeah, look, there's no spacing. Look, look, step, back back three. Three. Like, step back three. Terrible. Okay? Now step that, back three from 44 feet away. 44 feet. You mean Danny Green. You're Devont. 44 feet? Half court. The is, shot, bro. Half court is 47 feet, so he shot that from right. Right, was just right inside, inside man. <laughs> Steph Curry. Now, here's what I want in, in college basketball. This is what makes a team good, which is going to lead us to our next segment. I should a team that takes care of the ball. Oh, don't say this, man. Don't sets man. screens. Don't use that as a transition. Can hit open shots and defends the heck out of you. Don't even All right? say it. And <laughs> that has led us to the number six team in the country, the Butler Bulldogs. Oh, how much better is it to watch a Butler game than IU? Like, how sad is that? I'm on the Butler bandwagon. Hey, amen. Sign me up. They set screens. They, I, don't, they I, don't run ball screens. They're, they, screen. they're the most consistent team in basketball. Yes. I mean, they got two shooters, McDermott and Tucker. They have two guards that don't turn over. They defend. They rebound. I'll give they you screen. McDermott as a shooter. I'm not I feel like... Dude, he played at Duke. Everybody's played at Duke. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you're the best player. You're the best player ever. Sign Williams. McDermott is a hell of a shooter. I'll give you that. But I'm not sold on I feel like if Butler... Butler can get to the Final Four, I feel like. Does anybody else think Butler can get to the Final Four? Not, not at all. I think... A team a team has to have a good team... A good... I mean, like, oh, above average... I agree. Of course they could. Go to the Do I think they will? Do you guys think Butler's a? We're, 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 let's. I think we all go around the room. Where do you think Butler makes? Butler has Butler has one three loss. Seed. One loss by three one seed. point. Three seed. Not what seed are they? How far do they go? Butler do, are they a Final Four good? Are they Elite Eight? Are they Sweet Sixteen? Sweet 16. They out in the first weekend. Sweet Sixteen. Butler currently has wins over St. John's, Purdue, Florida, Mississippi, Stanford, Mizzou. Minnesota. Who's their one loss to? Who's their one loss to? Their schedule is so much better. Baylor. Baylor. Who's fourth by one point? So, I'm like, the only real, only... St. John's at St. John's is a good win. 
But the only real team they face is Baylor, and they play well at Baylor. Real Florida, team? Florida is not what you thought they were going to be. Florida's deep. You beat, you beat Purdue without without harms. I'm like, Missouri is not as good as everyone thought they were going to be. Missouri's okay. Middle, so, your strength of schedule is top 50. How does that make you sixth in the country? So you're so you're on the Sweet 16s as far as they'll go? I, I'm not saying that they not, can't Not go that further. they can't go further, I mean, but that's where you think they can. More than I hope they won't. <laughs> I think that I think that Butler is still seen as a mid-major team, and every win they have versus, versus Purdue, versus Florida, versus Missouri, it seems like it's bigger than it really is. So I think that they are a what what second weekend? Sweet sixteen or elite eight? I I, 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 could, I could see second weekend Sweet sixteen. A Final Four team, I would quit oh. my job and probably like have to go find a new one because my boss would just be like. Going nuts over it. Louisville, Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan behind Butler. What is there to dislike It's not that I necessarily dislike Butler. It's more, no, for me, sorry, for me personally, and this is just because it's, I just want IU to be so good. I'm sick and tired of seeing Butler have so much success in the in the tournament with no-name recruits. I'm not I'm not bitter towards Butler. I, I want Butler. To, Butler's going to be my team in March because IU ain't making it. I don't. I don't root it. I guess I said I hope they don't. I don't root against Butler. Yeah. It, I get, if it made it seem more or less, I just don't. It does sound like it. Yeah. Yeah. It does sound. And, and it's yeah. like I want to backtrack. Like I don't root against Butler, but it's just you know, it's like they're coming to me like Purdue. It's just like I'm tired of like you're not IU. Okay. Just I'll you. just I'll end it here. I think that Butler is Elite Eight good, and the reason I think that, I think they are so consistent, they are so, they control the game, they defend, they make you play their pace, I think they're good enough to, to play with anybody in the country, and I think they're good enough and consistent enough to make it to the Elite Eight, I don't think they're talented enough to get to the Final Four. I don't like, think they, they have the talent or, not, the, or the depth. They do not have Elite Level talent. They don't have a big And eventually... I think it catches up to them. I could be I, wrong, but I think talent will be I the. They lack the talent and the depth. They have no bigs. I'm about at the same level. I think Elite Eight, I'm pretty comfortable saying Elite Eight, but I think matchup will be a big Absolutely. role. This and would be I a think, good uh, bourbon. Yeah. Bourbon bet right here. I think, yeah, good. You know, they get a good matchup very easily, could be in the final four. They get the wrong matchup, and that team plays great. They're yeah. probably out. Now, that leads me into my next question. Is the Big East better than the Big Ten? Here's my thought on it. I think the Big East... Wow. How many, how many is, turnovers they got? The Big East is better as a whole, but the Big Ten is more top-heavy. Like, if I told you right now that Michigan State, Minnesota... Between Michigan State, Minnesota... Uh, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, Maryland. Like, do you think one of those teams could make the Final Four? Maybe Maryland. I think certainly one of those four I, teams. I think could. any of those. Yeah. Not, I mean, would honestly, you would, would you Mar take I think Maryland, Ohio, any of those teams? Uh, would you yeah. would you take yeah. would you yeah, take yeah, a pool just, of those four teams, or would you take a pool of Butler, Seton Hall, Villanova, Xavier? Yeah, Big Ten. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Big Ten, I think, is we're all better on top 
the top four or five teams. Yeah, and I get what you're saying. But the depth of the Big East, the Big East, the worst team in the Big East is 3-0. Providence is undefeated. Like, you look at the Big Ten, Northwestern's terrible. Nebraska's not good. Iowa's not good. So, I mean, there's... I, I don't know. I guess I look at that and I think, okay, so maybe they're stronger as a, as, as a whole, but does that necessarily make your conference stronger? Like, at the end of the day, you still got to face the elite, elite teams compared to I get to face, oh, you know, they're, they're good, but they're not elite. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's, that's a good argument, though. I'm like... I heard it. Someone's brought it up today. and I Was it my, was it my boss? No. <laughs> okay. Talk to him today. Honestly, I could probably have this conversation if I didn't like someone and they had one side, I would just take the other side. <laughs> I think I'd have plenty of ammo for it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Xavier, Seton Hall, they're all good. So I'm like, it's, a, it's a good conference. I just, I don't know. Big Ten's elite. Top heavy. Yeah. I mean, I, like, a, like, like a busty stripper. I want to take back anything that I said that sounded bitter towards Butler because we might have some Butler fans that are listening. And we appreciate Does your boss also. listen? If so, I, you guys won't have problems. I had to doubt it, and he needs me. <laughs> he knows that. Um, moving on to another little... Well, I want to I I go back to my support of Butler, though. Okay. So, a big part of mine <laughs> I'm is... I'm not letting this go. If, if, if we take Reagan's rant seriously, and we all... I think we all agreed with everything he said, right? No. And I think... Butler's <laughs> no his his rant last week. Okay, I agree. What I'm talking about yeah, and Butler is full of those kind of guys that understand that, and that's why I think they are one of the best teams because if you have if you have that combination, they may not have the best talent, but they understand how to win as a team. They understand each other's strengths. Won't we'll play together. It, and you also got to figure, like, a lot of those kids might have been looked at by IU, by Butler, by Notre Dame, or by Purdue, by Notre Dame, you know, bigger schools, but they didn't get offered. And so they kind of, they have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, so they have something to prove that they do belong, that, you know, hey, we were good enough. And, you know, that that is, a, I, I think, is a pretty good added um, chip on your shoulder. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're not the best basketball player, recruit, athletes. In the country, but I think they're the best. I think they're literally the best team. That's like like part of the Butler story, though, is they're a bunch of... It's like a Gonzaga, kind of, or who's another mid-major? Like a Wichita State. They're like, these guys shouldn't be good, but they are good because they're hard-nosed. They play good defense. And here's another way to put it. If IU played like Butler... That's how would you feel? I think this so Butler my, is what all IU fans my, want. Yes. yes. So that that you literally I'm ex- waiting to say this. Literally that perfectly explains that what Butler is like. Like your that's what I brother being better than you. Yes. If, if, it's like this is bullshit. I'm better yeah, than that's, him. I got more money than yeah, him. You're I'm smarter than brother. him. I'm better looking than him. You guys want to beat me? You guys want to call my older brother and get him on and ask him how that feels? Call my brother too. See how he feels about it. But that's exactly how that's yeah. exactly how it is. Yes. Yeah. It's like your I'm, little brother being better than it, you. It's like it's like when Peyton goes to the Super Bowl or like when Eli's at the Super Bowl and he's like watching and he's like, you know, Yeah, Peyton's like, you know, I I'm really bad. Yeah, I'm fucking Peyton man. For some reason their team is there and mine isn't. But Speaking but I'm rooting for Eli and Peyton. That's what I'm saying. Speaking yeah. of uh You're all you're all man. 
Yeah. Speaking of what IU fans want, is Bob Knight coming back Saturday? I heard. I heard a rumor. That's, that's the rumor. That's the rumor. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's happening. They could just literally go pick him up on a golf cart and wheel him over to Simply. Yeah. <laughs> down the street. Doesn't he live like he lives like four blocks? Dude, it's not, not it's far. Three miles. Yeah, it's three miles. Three miles, it's three miles away. Like it's yeah. it's right down the street. It's three four. He definitely blocks. couldn't walk there, but they could pick him up. I just if he hadn't come back now, how much like, are tickets going for? He's for that gonna guy? regret that. Oh, I think absolutely. Yeah, he he does. Gotta regret. That. I think. But I don't think he'll ever admit Dude, it. No, he's too proud. He, you, you got a fan base that like has loved you, even though you basically disregarded us. <laughs> yeah. Sage, and we still. I have. Like, I have uncles that are still like bring Bob. Naming their kids Bobby. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Sage Steele called into Dockage. Dude, she's she's a treasure. She uh She's she was talking she was talking and she was she was the one who I heard say that he was probably coming back this weekend. She said it was true. I believe anything they still say. And, <laughs> and talking about how much he regrets not being around. But what was what was funny is he he had this message that he he preached about you know being accountable and to kind of do what you're told. Don't do as do I the do. Right thing. Do as I do as I say, not as I do. And what really kind of got Bob Knight in the hole was not doing as he was told. Yes, he was this larger-in-life figure, and he had a lot more power than a lot of people on that campus. But when it came down to it, and the new regime came in, if he'd have probably done just a couple of things, if he'd have done a couple of the things that he had, they'd asked for, he probably would have still been there. You know, throughout hell, I don't know, till he died. Yeah, maybe till like last year. So, you know. Kind of like you said, Evan. Anything Sage Steele says. Lots of speculation there. I do think that uh, he does come back this week. She's got her. She's got her fingers on the pulse. I'll tell you right now. When it comes to IU, so um, nothing to back that up. But I just, that's my opinion. Okay, so now talking about another local team, real quick, um, the Indiana Pacers. Oh. The Indiana Pacers are they for real? Uh, we I sent a tweet out today, and one of our uh, listeners, followers, Kyle. He had asked us about Victor Oladipo, so um, what, what was his actual question? Asked about his return. No, he, he made a comment that Victor Oladipo was returning January 29th. Okay, so guys, if you could at least incorporate maybe your thoughts on Victor coming back, what you think so far of the season, incorporating Victor, um, just to kind of answer that question a little bit, where we want to start. Um, I think it'll take a little bit of time for Victor to get you know, his legs back under him. You, you want know, me, do you want to start? <laughs> I think we should let our guests go last. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he keeps on coughing. Go ahead, Reagan. Um, <clears throat> he, he'll take a little while to get the swing back into the swing of things. I think he now is, like, healthy or really, really close to perfectly healthy. But he has to get I mean, himself in shape. He does okay. have a full season Which of the Masked Singer. That's true. Spell. We, At champion. Of the masks. No, he didn't. He won. Like I said, top four. <laughs> oh, the mass Singer? Uh, yeah, yeah, He's got a full season under his belt <laughs> of mass Singer. We should, we should note, we're not breaking this news, but he is set to return uh, January 29th. You said that's against the Bulls? Yes. Yes. Against the Bulls, so here at, at home. home. At home. At home, so a little homecoming. So uh, time to, going to take some time to get incorporated. I think I think by March, though, I think the Pacers could be wrong. Sabonis is one of the most undervalued players because the Pacers are a small market team. Over and rebounds. <laughs> um, 
Sabonis is really good. Turner doesn't do it for me, but that's okay. He's still okay. Don't get me started. Um, <laughs> TJ Warren is maybe the biggest steal of all, I, all yes. time. I mean, he's good. And the Brogdon signing is, is terrific. And their bench, they're going to be loaded at guards. TJ McConnell has been great. McConnell, yeah, they got the Holiday Brothers. That they'll have Lamb Just off the bench. Here, here's my quick opinion. I pretty much agree with and that. And Dougie McBuckets. I, I agree with everything you guys say. My my straight-up opinion of the Pacers is right now they're a, a, a good team with a good, healthy, full-speed Victor Oladipo. They're a great team. I agree. I I will say How does the they don't change? they don't they don't win How do they, they don't win an NBA championship without a good Victor Oladipo. You know how Pacers win an NBA championship? Wow. You get somebody who can rebound other than Demont Sabonis. Because literally Miles Turner right now is averaging six rebounds a game, and he's your only other yeah. big. Other than Gogo, who's coming off the bench. Here, here's my here's my problem with the Pacers. The Pacers have mastered the ability to finish in the middle of the Eastern Conference, like four through six. They're sixth That's right their now. Spot. They're sixth right now. They're going to finish. So it keeps fans showing up. Fourth or fifth. Tickets. When Oladipo gets back, they'll win some games. They'll finish fourth or fifth. They'll maybe win the first round of the playoffs, Can and then they're going to lose. No. No? With Oladipo? Maybe. They're, but they're already like five games behind. And, and he, finishing, finishing and in that position. the Celtics right now for second. Yeah. They're five games back. Finishing in that position every year, it, you're – And then know, you get bad draft picks. Bad. Because a lot of teams I tank, I don't think you should be rewarding teams that tank. You need to be rewarding those teams that are just on the fringe. That you well, know, it's it's, like it's the, commendable. The the Pacers every year they could tank, yeah, after losing Vickle Depot last year. But no, they finished the entire year. Somehow, always a playoff team. It, playoff team, even when we don't have our best player, and it still screws us in the end. I think you need to reward those tight. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how it's done. But but how could you be? How how could you reward somebody who is on purpose, you know, failing, you know, basically like a company that's that's going into bankruptcy on purpose? Well, if you're the NBA and it's a big market, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's all about money. If it's a small it's, market, it's not okay. Well, and that's and that is you know part of my argument is it's okay to that win, it win does for the future in a big market or be, lose for the future in a big market. And because if you are in uh, if you're drafted like twelve through eighteen and you're a big market. You can still get free agents that come to exactly. your team. Exactly. So Pacers aren't getting. Pay, yeah, we have to do sign and trades. Yeah. So right. that that is that that's something that you know. I I think that I mean honestly, if if Miles Turner, we were we were just kind of talking about Miles Turner, if he could literally learn to rebound the ball as a seven footer or six eleven or whatever he's listed at, that will change everything. You right now have one guy averaging almost thirteen boards a game. It's a bonus. And your next best guy is Miles Turner with six. Yeah, but Miles Miles doesn't play down low as often. We're the one of the ten worst teams in second chance points. So what's killing you right now is you can't rebound on the defensive end. They're pulling Miles out uh, on the defensive end. Yeah, we don't rebound on the defensive end, so they get offensive boards, put back, second chance points. That's how you lose games. Our defense is great. You just can't rebound. Is he leading? How's he doing in blocks? He's He's having two a game. This man is, is playing 30 minutes a game. He's averaging like 13 points, six boards, and two blocks. You gave the money to the wrong guy. 
I know they were talking about the so bonus is who you should be paying. They were talking about Turner. He's like, if you don't get him going early, if you don't get him going, you know, in the first quarter, you know, first half, he's basically get him moved. engaged. Get him, yeah, get him engaged. He's basically moved from there on out. So, but how does how does Victor affect I, the game as a whole defensively? It, okay, so moving forward, how does Victor coming back? Where do we think? Because you got now you got Brogdon and Victor out there on the perimeter guard, and those two guys can guard most guards. So now, and now you got a big man blocking two blocks a game. They in couldn't. The they couldn't have guarded Allen Iverson when he was playing in the Turkish League. In Istanbul, no, probably not. But I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like you're gonna have two great perimeter defenders. So now moving forward, once Oladipo comes back, where do we think the Pacers end up? Um, you know, are they a playoff team? First, <laughs> they're definitely a playoff team. That's that's not even debatable. Okay. It's just how so, how good of a playoff team are they? So how good of a playoff team are they? I think I I think your your hopeful greatness high side is three and your low side is 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 five to six, as far as seeding. I say they're gonna finish fifth. I I, I say fourth. I, I say I hope for fourth. That's that's kind of what I'm what I'm thinking they can pull out. I'm like I have to look right now. I know right now they're the six or four. They're six. They're six. Yeah, they're six in the East right now. I think the Raptors are. God, I just don't four. Have a ton of faith in them. Who's one? Bucks by a lot. Yeah, yeah. So they have no well, chance the of winning are, their no, division. No, there's definitely no shot of winning the division with the Bucks. I don't know. Did Giannis get exposed the other night? Giannis can't be exposed. They lost for like 30 or something. Those dudes take nights off, man. <laughs> Don't even get me started on load, man, load management. Uh, Remember, he wrote an article about that the other day, and I about lost my damn He mind. played. He just couldn't shoot. Dude, the Hoosiers suck. How are you down three to Northwestern? Because they suck. They lost to freaking Hartford. <laughs> Hartford. You just said it. They suck. Hartford at home. Not Harvard. Hartford at home. You lost. That's terrible. Well, and IU has not been a second half team for latter more than the last the decade. decade. Yeah, so like, yeah. God. So, you know, it's probably not gonna change. Since I went there. Um, <laughs> so moving on to uh, another segment, a final segment. Um, we have a another tops list. Is there do we, was there anything else that I missed that we want to talk nope. about? Okay. All right. Moving on to uh, this final segment, another segment that we're going to do. Um, By the way, I wanted to bring this up. I thought your little, like, Bulls intro jock jams thing was great, but just about two minutes too long. Yes. As a listener, Yes. <laughs> I kept thinking he was going to no, move He's on. I've had glitching. And the whole song just kept <laughs> going. going. Okay, so you guys got the joke. <laughs> you know how long it took me to just get one of those? I was okay. like, well, shit, once I finally learned how to do it, I was like, I'm going to put how three many, How many listeners there? didn't finish the joke, though? <laughs> Hit that that's, circle. That's the forward. real question. All right. Guess the episode's over. Is this done? Is this done? Twitter handle? Nothing? Okay. <laughs> I had a fun time. National Network? What? Uh, so this this uh, this list, um, this tops list, 
um, this week. I'm excited. Was suggested and it was yeah it was well received. We've got our top three moments as sports fans. It wasn't specified whether this was games we were attending or games we were watching. So yeah, I think the only rule is you're a fan, not a participant. A fan, not a participant. Okay. Because that was something that Evan and I talked about. I was it a game that player. maybe we were involved in? You know, I'd have too many. Mine's a mixture player. of attending and not attending. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everyone can go to every game like, like Rocket here. <laughs> so, um, any other explanation? Nope. No. Okay. I'm excited. I'm, a, I'm excited to see if we have any crossover here. I would imagine I assume, that yeah. there's going to be, be at least being that there's some, yeah. some local yokels here. There's, there's one for sure. Actually, I'm going to I'm like, leaving one off of my list that'll be yeah. an obvious one. I know. I know no, you're talking actually, I'm going to keep it on. To me, they they went in order of, of how I emotionally felt them. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. You want me to go first then? Get my one out of the way? Yes. So this one, are we starting with I'm going with my third one. Okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah, you started. I'm going with my third one. So my third one, I remember it was uh, December night. I was um, actually, this is part of the reason that made it special to me. I was actually coaching that day, um, and it was the same day my brother got his first career um, basketball varsity basketball coach victory. Um, so it was kind of a cool Shut day. Shut out, Ryan. One and up, one and up. Uh, <laughs> it was the first game of the year. <laughs> but um, that was a, a really cool aspect of it. But um, obviously i got to go with the watch shot because mm-hmm. um, just signifying after, you know, part the, those of us that are currently watching this IU debacle of, I don't even know what to call it, but not basketball, um, but those of us dealing with this dealt with this ten times worse in 2009 mm-hmm. um, when Cream showed up and took over. And you, you fast forward yeah, to I 2011, was, was 2012, and all of a sudden IU beats the number one team in the country who just happens to be Kentucky. One of those Cream highs. Yes, this was the Cream high. The, the, the Cream high. The yeah. Cream high. And um, just... He might have signed an extension he, he, the next he day. He literally got years added on because of that. Do you remember his face? Do you remember his face after he won? Yes. He was shocked. He could not believe it. She was on Watford's face the next day. I Well, I'm going to follow that up by saying that was exactly the same number for me, the watch shot. And number three on mine, because I wasn't there, it's the only one of mine that I wasn't at, physically at the game for. But I'll set the scene. So I uh, was at Ball State. Cardinals? Um, I think I lived with three other guys, and it was just me and my other buddy, Keaton, who was probably my best friend in the house. And he was a big Kentucky fan. I mean, he's a huge Kentucky fan. So we sat yes. on opposite ends of a sectional for the game. You had to actually unsection the sectional? And, like... I was as nice as I could be. The shot went in, and I ran around our house, and I was like, I'm pretty sure, I, I know I was like jumping, and, but I was not making any noise. I just was like, I'm just going to 
get it out with all my emotions. I think I was probably even moving my mouth like I was screaming, but I wasn't. I, I, I secretly was like loving it inside, but I love Keaton too, so I, I didn't want to rub it in. <laughs> Do it, it, your face in it. It was, it was rather nice sitting next to a Kentucky fan for it, watching, Ver, Ver, awesome. watching Verdell just, just hand it off like like <laughs> Tom Brady on a on a draw. <laughs> Watford for the win. What about you, Scott? Wow! It's a numeral test. Number three for me is a little bit more of a personal one rather than like a big game. Uh, it was around the time that I, I re like I remember the internet being something that you could like search. Uh, so I was only searching for Vince Carter highlights. Really exploratory time for Skylar. <laughs> <laughs> this during quiet time. I, I was I was I don't know I was like ten years old eleven years old. Oh jeez. But um, I got. Uh, Tickets to go see the Toronto Raptors versus the Indiana Pacers uh, here at you know Conseco, and our tic- <laughs> our tickets were in the nosebleeds. Our tickets were in the nosebleeds, and uh, Dad and I snuck down and sat like tenth row at the game. So that was kind of a memorable, you know. Father yeah, son moment. Tenth row would be memorable too. Yeah, it was cool because the the security guard. Did you do any dunks? Uh, I can't. I honestly can't. I just remember sneaking down, and that's like kind of been a thing for me ever since. Yeah, I know. Um, but you know that was just memorable. Memorable. One thing about you is that if we were like if we all decided to make a trip like to Colt Super Bowl or something. Wouldn't surprise me one bit I looked over and you were standing on the fucking sidelines. <laughs> you have a way to get in the weirdest places. Like, is that Skyler? <laughs> yep. I'm like, Skyler the ball boy? I, I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if we went on a trip. Is he talking to Marlon Mack? <laughs> <laughs> if we went on a trip Tuck the ball, you know. Colts make the Super Bowl. We go on a trip, we don't even go with Skyler, and he still ends up there. And he sits next to us for like a half, and then the second half, he's on the field. Is Skyler hanging out with Chris Ballard? <laughs> That's my boy. Big Matt. Soft hands. So, uh, you know, like I said, that was more of a memorable personal. Um, the, the next two that I have are, they're, they're up to par for the course um, as to uh, a memorable game that we all might remember. All right, new guy. For me, you? all three are personal because they were moments as a fan. And I'm a fan, so they were personal to me. Yeah. Um, for me, number three was the Colts beating, not the Colts winning the Super Bowl, but the Colts beating New England to go to the Super Bowl. After being down 18 and coming back to win that game, that was probably, I mean, I hated the Patriots. I, I hated Tom Brady more than I hated Purdue. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's a lot, yeah. I could not stand them or him or Bill Belichick or just even guys that are retired from the Patriots like Willie McGinnis. Um, but either way, that that comeback down 18 to end up winning 38-34, I mean, one of the greatest comebacks in playoff history. Reggie Wayne literally catching the ball in the middle of the field, losing the damn thing, and then regathering the ball before Joseph Adai ends up scoring the touchdown to win 38-34. I'm like, you, I honestly couldn't beat that. The the fourth I'm gonna down. Step, I'm gonna step in here. The fourth down stop on that was incredible. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go in here because that was nine number two. 
So you guys fucked up my number two. We'll get to that. Well, but I was there. So I was at the game. So this will, this will flip-flop for us then. So that, that was... I had... That's the only time in my entire life. I literally came out of that game and I could I couldn't make sound. Emotionally couldn't no, no, speak. No, like, literally, like it was so loud and everybody was screaming. I could not. I was like, no sound was coming out of my mouth because everyone was screaming so loud the whole game. I remember that Reggie Wayne play. I mean, it's in that my. All comes up. It literally went in slow motion for me. <laughs> no, he literally, it's like floating. Oh my and you're God, like, bro, what is going on? The whole crowd stops. Yeah. And then he oh, reels it in for the. It was, that, it was, that, that was one. Of, that's if you look back at that game too, it's one of the best like football games ever. It was just big comeback, and then it was back and forth. Uh, you had Vinatieri. I mean, what on we the were, Colts we at that down point? Tampa Bay. Yeah, he came from the Patriots. Didn't, he hit a lot of field goals. Didn't, didn't Manning come back from like twenty-one against Gruden and the Buccaneers one time? Like, yeah, that yeah. was great. That was nothing compared to this. Like, I just. That was like a Monday night game. Well, and the, and the Patriots have beat us two out of the last three years. They knocked well, it, us out of the playoffs. It's just, it's like, just the typical like just, Patriots story. Like yeah, We just, thought we had them. We thought we had them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now that's like what? One of NFL's top ten games. It's literally called Peyton's Revenge. Yeah, the city. And then, so like after the game, the city was like going nuts. Oh. <laughs> you know, everybody was piling out the, the RCA. The was amazing, but something about that game coming down 18, winning that game, just, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's two on my list. So that kicks off number two. So who want Reagan? You want to go to? Yeah. Sure. I'm gonna my number two switches gears a little bit, and um, it's the Cubs World Series. Um, my one of my one of my good one of my good Jewish friends was came over. Um, Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> we got we got. A little rap. Well, we we're supposed to have Mazel Tov. Why, why, did, why did you have to bring it up? The Hamish. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. The Hamish. Is there a Jewish part to this story? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just giving him a shout out because he'll know who I'm talking about. Uh, he has a name, Brady. <laughs> yeah, we call him the Jew. Um, and we were supposed to have another buddy come over, and he ended up going to um, Cleveland that night. Um, but that was that was just a fun night watching. Why would anybody go there? Because Cleveland game seven. rocks. Cleveland rocks for game seven. Oh no! No Drew Carey. Fans. It, was, it, was, yeah, it was sarcasm. Oh. He went to the game, or he went to like be in the atmosphere. No, went to the game. They got tickets at, like one in the afternoon and drove over. How much? Was, how much were tickets? It wasn't um, unbelievable, but I think it was like eighteen hundred. What did that? That was the that was the um. That was the rain. That was the rain delay game, right? Correct. How? What was what was their experience, or how did how did they describe that game to you? Or like, what did they say about that? Um, my that friend that paid like eighteen hundred for the tickets said he would have paid ten grand to go and experience it again. He said it was the most unbelievable experience. He will never have an experience in sports top that. That was, I mean, that 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 rain delay basically cemented that game. Like that was like its stamp yeah. on the game seven. So, cool. Was that yours as well? No. That's that's in my numbering. They've already fought my one and my two, but. Um, my number two is going to be uh, Peyton Manning when he broke the uh, single season touchdown record. 
for touchdowns. It was to Brandon Stokely. Uh, he ran a post route to the middle of the field for like a 35-yard touchdown. I was sitting in one of the suites that are, um, you know, at the RCA dome. What do you hung us up with suites at Lucas Oil? Yeah, well, I don't have those kind of tickets. What do you mean? You've been going, so you you going every good game your entire life, and now you can't get tickets. So that game was very you memorable. Heard. That game was so very, very memorable. You're more of like a player person. Like everybody else is kind of went with their teams. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah. I mean, you're, they're your teams, but it's like more focused on player, certain it, player. Scott's related to everybody he's mm-hmm. talking about. Well, one of my one of my moments was going to be when Jermaine O'Neal came back <laughs> Christmas. Christmas game. The I, I went to the game that he came back after the Malice at the Palace. That's and it was fucking nuts. And that was one of the games that I snuck downstairs and got in the locker room. But, yeah, so this one is Peyton, the the 35 touch. It was 35 touchdowns, I believe, broke that record. Like, maybe 2002, 2004, 35 touchdowns to break that record. Uh, it's crazy touchdowns in, a, in a season. In fantasy football, quarterbacks used to get six points for a touchdown until Peyton Manning. And now, in fantasy football, it's hey, changed forever. In my fantasy football league, you still get six, brother. I had one that did it, too. All right, what's your number two? Well, so my number two, you guys already discussed, but we've been talking about, I was there for it. So, IU, the watch shot, I was at the game, I rushed the court, and I actually had class with Christian Watford the next day in sports law. There's no way he showed up. He 100% was there, 100%. Was he 100% and messed up? The teacher 100% called him out okay, and had him talk about it in class. No way. Had him. So we're talking about um, stadium security and like how that the legal ramifications of that and who's responsible and this, that, and the other. And so she's basically asking him, like, how did you feel as everyone's rushing the court and he's like you know obviously there's excitement there's joy but like legitimately there's also fear and and you're scared because there's that many people on the court you don't know what these people are doing out here so he said that's why they got up on the scores table was so safety so not not necessarily for safety but just so they could distance themselves and kind of enjoy the moment and have it and then all right now we'll jump down and do everything like that but it was it was crazy. I'm like, we went out afterwards. There's literally people swinging from the lampposts off of Kirkwood. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. I believe that. I accidentally fractured my friend's nose. As soon as accidental. The sh- as, yeah. Accidental. Yes, we actually got along. As soon as the shot went in, he, I throw my hands up. He coincidentally owed him twenty bucks. <laughs> I throw my hands up. I smack him square in the nose and fractured his nose. He's bleeding everywhere. That's assault, brother. That's assault. One thing uh, which. It was on this end of the court. One thing I remember about the, on that one thing I remember about the watch the watch shot uh, when I was watching it on TV, they actually gave the points to Kentucky. Yes, yes, they did. They yes. gave the points oh, yes. to Kentucky. Yes. To me, the just the, the trump to it was just having class with with, with Watford the next day. It was just like that's solid. Hey, how did you feel about being rushed by thousands of people? I mean, a little a little nervous. <laughs> That's so, solid. That's a good one. Will you make another game-winning shot? Yes, I will. But not for to another class. Or any team that matters. He was always there. What's he up to these days? Really? Yeah. Playing in Istanbul? Kevin Pritchard always showed up to class, too. With Tom Pritchard. Tom Pritchard always showed up to class. Too. I heard some good old stories about yeah. Pritchard. Oh, Eric Gordon didn't like to talk a lot. He was a quiet guy. I can see that. He was silent type. 
strong silent type. Big Ten Freshman of the Year. That's right. That's so a, so that's are, we, are we on everybody's number one? We've been to everybody's number two. Well, yes, but which we're means we're now. We'll be going to number one. Yeah, yes. after two comes one. Yes, yes. When counting backwards. Well, yeah, I was saying. Thank <laughs> you. We appreciate the clarification. Anytime. This isn't our first podcast, like yours. Yeah. <laughs> we're basically like Sesame Street now, like teaching numbers. Okay, time to go ahead. I'm going first. Yeah, you've been, been doing number three. Let's go. Well, no, I went. You went first. And then I took over. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy took over. Okay, I'm going. Um, my number one was I remember very clearly being a ten year old. Um, every spring break, we went to my grandparents. Um, had a two bedroom small house in Florida that they went to in the winters. Every spring break, we would fly down there. Uh, you the Rockefellers? Well, it was a mobile home. Oh, between the two of you. Okay. Every so, day I got it, I've been to. So we flew down, we went there, and my grandparents were on like a strict regiment. They went to bed at nine every day, and then they woke up at like four and had 17 cups of coffee. Did <laughs> woke up <laughs> Something weird like that. So... <laughs> There was a basketball game. Hours. There was a basketball game on that night that didn't start till like nine thirty, so my brother and my dad and I stayed up for the game. Did it start at nine thirty a.m.? No, <laughs> p.m. And so uh, we had to cheer without really making noise because everybody was asleep and it's a very small. Like Adam Sandler and Big Daddy. So <clears throat> it was the IU game in two thousand two against. Duke, and I remember specifically. We were more than ten. So I'd been twelve. Sorry, twelve and fourteen. I was twelve. My brother was fourteen, and my I, I remember specifically the AJ Moye block shot, and my brother and my dad and I were covering our mouths, jumping around, high fiving, fist pumping. I was running around the kitchen. We couldn't scream or even barely talk. But we were going nuts. Like, when the game was over, we were obviously jacked. But the most hyped moment was when Moye had his block shot. You can't see that us, was, but we're all shaking our head listen, in agreement right now. Like, that was, listen, that moment is, like, the best sports moment maybe I will ever have in my life. That is hilarious. Cause, so, my number one is, a, is kind of a series. It's a story. Here we go. Reagan, it starts, it, starts, it starts right where Reagan left off, pretty much. You took your head away from the pillow, and then go. Okay, so, IU, 2001-2002 season, Final Four run. So this, this story starts in Seattle. So we were out in Seattle visiting my aunt and uncle, who lived out there, they traveled the world, that's where they lived at the time. Um, and it, I think it's my spring break, because that would make sense, March Madness. Um, but So we're 12, is that what we decided? Yes. So for the IU-Duke game, we went to a bar in Seattle where the bottom floor was all IU fans, and the top floor was all Duke fans. No way. And there was like a balcony over, so we're on the bottom. If you remember the game, in the, 
first half looked like it was just going to be a Duke blowout. Mm -hmm. These people, I mean, I'm only 12. They're not really yelling at me, but they're yelling over the side. Just yelling, ripping IU fans because Duke's killing them. And then it happens. It, 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 it happens. IU starts to come back. I literally have written down here, in quotations, the block heard around the world. Because yes. I saw it labeled that somewhere. But this 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 story it's great because it kind it throws my dad in there as well. So so after that game, IU goes on to play Kent State. Yep. Well, our flights that we had booked were not going to make it in home home in time for the Kent State game. My this dad, wasn't in times my dad, <laughs> we went to the airport early and, this changed, wasn't streaming time. and changed our flights. Oh my gosh. <laughs> From one way to like round trip, true fans. Like to, true fans. not round trip, but one way with like multiple stops to just it was one stop. So we're like going out of our way to get home in time so we can watch the game. Everyone knows what happened. We beat Kent State. So that that's that's the lead eight seals the final four. So a few days later, KJ shout out to KJ. He. Tells me he got tickets to the Final Four. And he's like, we're going to Atlanta, Final Four, Final Four is in Atlanta. So I'm like, every time I look back at this, it's like, when was I in school? Like, <laughs> well, the, the first, was, was I ever in school during this period? Or was it just IU basketball? That's why I have to retake that grade again. <laughs> IU, IU basketball and traveling. Like, that's what this year was. I totally so, forgot about that year. Oh, so, I had to do it again. I mean, we get out there. I, Look at that. If, if you, I think IU, that's like one of the most memorable teams in my head. Yep. I, you could say it was led by Jared Jeffries, but it was really a team. Oh, Coverdale. <laughs> Coverdale. Dude, that's you had Coverdale. Respect, man. Listen, Coverdale. You had Dane Five. Dane Five to my favorite all time. Jeffries back in the day. Kirk Haston. Another Haston one. Another. I, I'm just. Just memorizing. I'm, I'm just getting nostalgic. I'm just getting nostalgic. KJ used to take me when I was younger after the games, too, to where the players went out to their cars. Oh, really? And every year, Dane Fife remembered exactly who we were. That's awesome. Ask the stories about the year before. Like, I love Dane Fife because he was just a good guy. So, that whole story. So, we drove out to Atlanta. I mean, I. I remember on the way we had to, it was raining so hard on the drive down, we had to stop in Chattanooga, Tennessee. He, last minute, somehow we're, we're in, I think it's like the CNN Tower Hotel, like Jeez. in the center of Atlanta. Jeez, Rockefeller. Right, <laughs> right, right next to that like fan zone, which if you've ever been to that at a Final Four, like the fan zone. If you haven't been yet, is that right next to that Michael Vick experience? Basically, <laughs> that's, that's basically what it is for like the NCAA. Like, hey man, those those dogs have been real. You would you you would love it still today, but as a kid, you it's like it's designed for kids. Oh yeah. So, I mean, we didn't win the national championship, but you know we, we got a final four. You got win. to listen to Brent Musburger yeah. talk about how amazing Juan Dixon next to Michael Jordan was, though. That entire I, game. I didn't know it was a big Juan Dixon thing. Yeah, he did so much for the Wizards and the NBA, and he probably liked him because yeah, he died. I never, I, I, I used, I used I like to think Brent Musburger was solid until I listened to that game. I never thought Brent Musburger was solid. I was twelve, man. I was biased. I was All right, biased. I took a lot of time on mine. That's what it was. It was a whole series of events. Shout out to KJ because he made most of it happen. Um, so my, that's my number one. And that was 
And that was why Tommy spent that year in summer school. No, I mean, one, so one, one part was spring break. So I think I missed two days, maybe. Guys, Dubs is calling. Well, right, shit. Well, well, I can call you on my way home, but... They're down 10 in the second half. <laughs> oh my god, he's going to get his ass fucking fired. Yeah. I hope. Yeah, he is. God. It's, it's honestly been the worst game to watch it's in, in Archie's tenure. It's the shittiest team you faced. I had no doubt about this. I literally, what I told you this, what, two days ago? This is what was going to happen. They were going to lose to Northwest. Well, I didn't. I didn't think there was any way that would happen. Did you go Wildcats money I'm line? Glad I just spent the last hour and a half in a church rather than watching that garbage. Yeah. I'm it, not it, even gonna watch it. Are the Pacers at least winning? I don't know. I haven't checked the Pacers score. I've been deep in the archives of all of our top threes. I almost bet Northwestern to win because I used minus fourteen. They were minus 14 at the beginning of this game. Really? That's we had, cool they are. What were they? Minus 14. Well, if it makes you feel any better, the Pacers are down 25. Oh, oh, it is the heat, man. The heat are no joke. It's because they got Duncan Robinson. Is, is Brock and Sabonis not playing? Brock not playing. That's why they're down 25. This, oh, Sabonis is playing. <laughs> that was his baby announcement. He does it on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my Jimmy Butler's fake tough guy. Jimmy Butler sucks. Jimmy Butler is a fake tough guy. Yeah. He wishes he was like a Kenny he just Perkins. He's a real tough guy. That's how, get how do you not get tossed? Go back to the IU game. At least they. I don't know. Thing is, twenty-one in an NBA game's not that much. Well, ten in an IU game what feels is, like a thousand. What is, what's the, That's what. Uh, but I think you know, it's only team. I didn't go to that game. I've brought up numerous times. Uh, AJ Moy is one of my favorite IU players, so I like your rant, Dragon. Thank you. Um, my number one most memorable game is a game that uh, I also was at. Um, 1998, the Eastern Conference Finals, Game Four versus the Bulls. That was the Reggie shove. You were there. I was there. What? I, I know. Crazy. Crazy. How do you end up at all these? I remember. I remember the game too because I was interviewed on TV. Like there, <laughs> no. <laughs> there was like a, sure, that's not the principal of Carmel. There was like a news station outside, what? and I was just walking around. You don't like, have the clip anywhere. I don't know where. I mean, shit. I don't know where to find that. And uh, that's a surprise. Hey, too. And, if you uh, don't got pictures, nobody cares. Yeah, but it was. <laughs> it, it was also Prove like. It. What channel? It was like. It was like. <laughs> It was like Indianapolis, you know, local or something. I don't think we, I don't know if we like would have gotten it in Seymour. We might have got Louisville, but regardless, it was the Reggie shove, and I just remember watching Reggie that entire game and seeing that like that shove come from the block and around and just pushing him. So during during that finals, I guess that would have been during the summer. So I, I might have been eight years old, but yeah, that was uh, that was pretty memorable. For me, my numero uno, and it's already been mentioned, Good, right? but the Cubs winning the World Series is yes. 
about the greatest thing I could experience probably in my lifetime, short of maybe having my own child. When did that? <laughs> like, Cubs won the World Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did one time. Yeah, one time. But um, but they were like stealing signs with video. Uh, yeah, that's the team, uh, Red Sox. That's 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 the, that's the Reds. The Reds have been stealing signs for years. <laughs> I've been working. <laughs> Somebody's not doing their job. They need fired for a different reason. It really shows. No, for me it was it was definitely the Cubs. I actually uh, actually had to work the next day out like many people did, I'm sure. But and I know a couple of you guys. I know you're a Cubs fan, right? Yeah. Oregon, yeah. So as a Cubs fan, you know what it's like to to grind as a Cubs fan and no, have all don't your. Don't use the word grind. What do you, what, what word would you would you would you wish be you miserable? Use? To contemplate suicide. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, Tommy, are you Grimes a Reds fan? Grimes the most overrated. You're a Reds fan. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, by, by those measures, we should be like dead like what six guys, years ago. Do you guys not forget the Big Red Machine? Do, do you forget the Big Red Machine? Was the I Cubs born for that? that? I, yeah, was I born for that? Either way, the Cubs have never had that. What have we ever had? I mean, we I have black I, cat, billy goats, and curses. What do you guys got? We're all famous. I appreciate Barry Larkin. Bigger I appreciate that the bigger. Well, Barry Larkin was our life. Like the history. So he's my favorite player of all time. But the big red machine. Yeah, I appreciate it's, that. But it's I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna attribute it, that to my Reds experience because I'm, I'm just. Like, I wasn't even alive for it. Johnny, Johnny Bench is one of my favorite players of all time. I never watched fine. him. It's like, like Pittsburgh Steelers fans that cheer for their like five Super Bowls when you know they cheer for the Iron Curtain. The I mean, Iron you can say that about us as IU fans. We can say the same about Notre Dame football fans. Like, yeah. What are you talking about? Well, Notre Dame competes. I mean, though. But they ain't Notre Dame like they used to be. Same as IU ain't what IU. Yeah, used but to be. but as a as a Reds fan, I, you, I'll take you know, I'll take getting to like the Final Four and stuff. As a Reds fan, Notre Dame getting to big bowls pretty much every game right now. Notre Dame getting to a bowl makes you happy. I said big bowls, the playoffs. To and me, that, if it ain't if it ain't CFP, it's not comparable to the Reds. <laughs> it's really not. We're, mean, we're talking about Cubs Reds. The Reds, the Reds is like the big. We're talking about Cubs Reds. It's like the first really week about. you have like your hopes. We're, we're talking you, about Cubs Reds. You're acting you, like you're, you're, you're as a Reds fan. You, you had it harder than me as a Cubs fan. I. You have a history. What do the Cubs have? Have you guys been? How many times have you guys been in the playoffs lately? Yeah, I, yeah. we've won one World Series. We That's went to a playoffs. I went to a game and they had no hits. I got swept. I've suffered my entire life not making the playoffs. What are you talking about? The last like good Reds teams was like the year after we were, I was born. Yeah. If like, we're talking about like recency bias, yes, as a Cubs fan, we've had a little better than you. But as a overall team. The Reds have done it's, way more than the Cubs ever have. I think not, but as, since 1990-ish, when we were all born. Yeah, I'm a fan of the team, not a fan of the team from the day I was born to now. It's my team. So yeah, you, I don't, I don't, I don't cut off at 88. You didn't, yeah, you didn't experience anything before. I'm not sitting back remembering what 1970s were like. <laughs> watching the Reds win a World Series, it's a way different. But it's still my team. I, I guess I, I guess I don't get where you guys are coming from. I'm saying for me, a championship me, before I was born is not the same as a championship <laughs> on the line. So, so you can't celebrate any championship that happened before you. I'm not saying that. I'm I, saying I, there's a huge difference. I'm like, you celebrate the championships you had in the past that you weren't alive for. I do right? celebrate that. So, but I, it's 
So that's, that's, that's both ends. You can't have both of it. You can't have both sides of it, man. Like, we just keep changing what we're arguing about. I'm just not, my only argument is that... I'm just saying, I love that the while you're a the series, while you're and, you're, and you're acting like that's discounted because I've had this great fandom as a Cubs fan. Uh, in our lifetime, I think that Reds fans have had it worse. In the last five years, the Reds fans have had it worse. In the last 25 when years. No, last, no. The five years before the last five years, what did the Cubs do? The Cubs at least would have hope here and there. Hope here and there. What are you That's more than about? the Reds. The Reds signed Ken Griffey Jr. That's <laughs> the only excitement they've had in 25 <laughs> years. And he wasn't that good. And he was bad for forever. He got hurt. What are we talking he about? Barry Larkin was in the same time like before. Like, what are we talking about? Barry Larkin. They were awesome when Barry Larkin was with the Reds. Mike Casey is the second best player for the Reds. His name is Sean Casey. Exactly. He's Let's move on to a different sport. Oh Let's talk God. about something y'all know. I think we're done. Let's yeah. talk about something y'all know. I think that was the final three. Basketball. We should stick to basketball and football. I think that was the final three. I want to continue this argument because <laughs> I'm not done. How do you think? Like, we're the lovable losers. Literally, that's Dude. our name, bro. The Cubs? Try being a Have you never heard of that name? Yeah, I mean, you're the lovable losers. We're like the... We're the losers! Yeah, we're, on no one's ever out. called the Reds the losers. Yeah, they call yes. them the we're, yes. Yeah, we're like the shithead losers. We're like the Queen City, Skyline, Chili, shit-smelling loser Reds. That's what they call us. We're the oldest team. We're the oldest team in the MLB. The Cubs suck. The Cubs have one of the largest fan bases <laughs> in the entire fucking world. History of sports. Anything. That doesn't mean they've had it better. There's a reason. There's a reason. There's there not a lot of Reds fans. Cincinnati. There's not a lot of Reds fans. There's more. Hey, guess right. what? There's more to you. The Bengals don't have as many fans as the Bears either. There's a lot of Chicago fans in Indiana. There's a lot of Indiana fans in Chicago. Holy cat. The Hoosiers are tied. 10-0 run. With the ball. Against a guy with an ugly beard. The funny thing is, I don't I did not even dislike the Cubs, but I See, I, I love the Reds. I do hate I the fact them. that they act like their lives have been so hard. When the Cubs That's lose. all based on not winning for a hundred years. You know what? Some teams have never won. Not the Reds. They've won a lot. Not in my lifetime. Still won a, how much have the Cubs won in my lifetime? Once? <laughs> That's what I'm just saying, bro. You're like, what are we talking about? If 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 the last time the Cubs Who's if the last time sad? If the last time the Cubs won a championship was nineteen ninety, would it be number one on your list? So the reason the Cubs were number one on my list was because they hadn't won in a hundred years. Like my grandfather, who but if it was in nineteen ninety, my grandfather, my grandfather who rooted for the Cubs his entire life, passed away before they won the World Series, and now they're winning the World Series. And just like guys who are sitting there listening to the game on the radio with their dead grandfather at his grave, that's the same way I felt. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I'm just saying, number one on your list is something that I'm happened. I'm saying, like, that's, that's all you were my life was, we had Sammy Sosa for a moment. We had Kerry Wood for a moment. Tell we had Mark me, Pryor a moment. for a moment. Tell, so tell, tell me. we blew all three of them. Tell me everything. Then we paid the greatest contract in baseball to Alfonso Soriano, which was a fucking shit show. 
And then we did nothing for years beyond that until suddenly we got Theo Epstein and Joe Tell Madden. me, tell me all Cubs about your cut the Cubs championships. There's only one. Other bro. than there's only one I can. Tell you just about. mentioned like seven players better than anybody the Reds had since Barry Larkin. What? The Reds had it bad, man. They were they've been terrible. Yeah, the Reds day. don't have any good like. We haven't had like you a know star. when you were Reds, got, you know when you're a Reds fan the season's over in June. You feel that same way every sure. year, every single year. Yeah, you're not a good fan. Okay. Follow us on our uh, social medias and. Uh, damn, this is a long one. Thank you for listening.